0: Depression, anxiety, and autoimmune symptoms after birth is not how it's supposed to be. There is a much better way, and I'm here to show you how to do just that. Hey, my friend, I'm Miranda Bauer, a mother to four kids and a biology student turned scientist obsessed with changing the world through postpartum care. Join us as we talk to mothers and the providers who serve them and getting evidence-based information that actually supports the mind, body, and soul in the years after birth. Hello, hello, my friends. Welcome to the Postpartum University Podcast. Miranda Bauer here, and we are going to dive in the topic of postpartum after cesarean. So let's be real for a minute. Postpartum can be a really challenging experience, especially without support, which is how most of our world enters postpartum anyway. It's a time of rapid change physically, mentally, emotionally, hormonally, the list goes on. And there isn't a lot of time to integrate that birth experience or rest and recover, especially without support, because you have a baby to care for 24 seven. So we all know it certainly isn't a walk in the park, but then add to that recovering from a cesarean birth, which is considered major abdominal surgery and one of the most riskiest surgeries next to bowel and organ removal. Sometimes it is absolutely necessary and most of the time it isn't. I know that might be triggering and I'll explain that in a moment, I really want to have this conversation because one, it's April, which means it's Cesarean Awareness Month. And two, if you've had a Cesarean or maybe you are supporting someone who has, you need some specific longer-term care support. And I want to give that to you today. Before I dive in, I want to expressively share that Those who've had a cesarean, you are my absolute heroes. I firmly believe that this is one of the most difficult things to have to go through, especially if it wasn't planned. You should be pampered, loved, massaged, nourished, all the things for everything you've been through. I know for my first birth, it was a home birth. But it was a home birth because I was terrified of hospitals and especially of a cesarean. And that is not the best reason for a home birth. I don't advocate doing that specifically for those reasons. But I do think it's important to share that because I have a very high level of respect for those who've been down this road. So I want to share some facts about a cesarean. It is one of the most common surgeries in the U.S. with 32% rate. Globally, the rate is around 23%. And in many cases, there are times where it's absolutely necessary uh, for placenta previa. Maybe baby is in traverse position or baby or mama are losing vital oxygen or, or something along those lines, making it an absolute necessity in the moment, or even Uh, to have it scheduled. But what we know is over half of those cesareans performed could have been prevented. And even more could be prevented with proper provider education. For example, breech births or multiple births are usually immediate cesareans, not because they pose a significant risk. They, They have a small risk, but definitely not a significant risk but medical providers are no longer trained on how to support a mother in a breach or multiple birth scenario. It's literally out of their scope of practice. And also fetal heart rate monitors, for example, there was a study done that showed that not a single nurse or doctor interpreted those machines the same way. Meaning what one provider may say is a problem, another would disagree so much so that even those in the study who agreed that there was a problem happening and something needed to be done didn't even agree as in the same for the same reasons they literally had different reasons they interpreted the information differently and said that there was a different reason for an emergency or an unnecessary a cesarean so very very interesting there an estimated 3 to 5% of cesareans are actual emergency situations Meaning that a mother is wheeled into the surgery within minutes and usually not in a position to agree to the surgery in the first place. If it takes you 30 plus minutes to be wheeled to your cesarean, it is not a true emergency in which lives are at stake. This is probably one of the most difficult facts to digest. And if you are feeling a bit triggered by this, I totally get it because that's not what's often stated in the birth room under those really sensitive moments of labor. Oftentimes our very position being on our backs or having a medical induction or being in the hospital too soon And having a longer labor, all of those plus more in terms of interventions often snowball into meeting a cesarean section in the first place. And so there are several components to this. We call that the snowball effect when you're talking childbirth education lingo. Back from my childbirth education days, there are so many factors involved in this. Uh, According to the International Cesarean Awareness Network, also known as ICANN, I quote them specifically, they said, preventable cesareans may be responsible for up to 20,000 major surgical complications a year, including sepsis, hemorrhage, and organ injury. And we know, statistically speaking, that the United States rates has some of the lowest rates for maternal death. And this is one of those areas where we are failing significantly, especially in terms of the cesarean. Uh, As a matter of fact, chronic post-surgical pain affects 11% of women one year later. Okay. So 11% of women one year later have chronic post-surgical pain. 10% of those women will have severe pain. They label their pain as severe. We're not talking about this and it needs to be said. When a cesarean happens, we know that there's increased pain. With increased pain, we have less rates of breastfeeding success. We have higher depression and anxiety rates. There's bonding issues. There's substance abuse issues. And for baby, a cesarean greatly impacts their short and long-term health with issues around breathing, jaundice, skin issues, and later more risk to asthma and allergies and obesity and immune, autoimmune conditions, particularly mental health concerns, the list goes on. It's really interesting when I was doing some research specifically for this particular podcast episode, I found so Many articles talking about what happens to our babies who've had a cesarean section who or who have been uh, born via cesarean, but hardly and for any information whatsoever on the effects of mother outside of this increased level of pain and the risks associated, meaning we don't even know if a mother who has had a cesarean has an increased, an even more increased risk of developing an autoimmune disease because she was a part of a cesarean or because she's experienced that. And so we don't have those numbers. We don't have those stats. So the only thing that we know is about baby, and we're still deeply learning about this. This is kind of new information, new science. Really all of this to say, cesareans are no walk in the park It is painful, it is lengthy and recovery time. Your recovery time is lengthened by several weeks to several months, depending on how the surgery went. It requires more care and management because the risks of infection or complications, they're really high. And holding your baby is painful, eating is painful, moving hurts. It takes a lot of time to recover. So if this is you, maybe you had a cesarean or your clients have had a cesarean. For the record, I am no longer using the word patient. We are not patients. We are clients. Uh, clients is far more empowering. So no matter if you're a doctor listening into this or a nurse, we have so many nurses and doctors and midwives. they They're not patients, they're clients. So if you've had a client who've had had this, I wanna give you some tools that will help with your recovery. So first and foremost, you wanna get all the help, seriously, all the help, especially in regard to your home life. You don't wanna be doing anything whatsoever. Your hospital stay is going to be longer You're going to have a lot of people coming in and out. You're going to have a lot of people supporting you, hopefully, and exercise and moving and getting to eat again and using the bathroom again, making sure that your incisions are are healing okay before you even get released from the hospital. And then what happens when you get home? Often you have other kids running around. You have other responsibilities to get to. You have dogs to care for. Or animals. I live in Alaska and homestead. So, you know, there's horses and there's chickens and there's all sorts of things. But also with that, you have dishes, you have laundry, you have so much. Don't do any of it, even if you're sitting down. That is still considered work. Don't put yourself through it, especially if you've had a cesarean. Now is not the time. Get the help you absolutely need and it's not just you it's also your partner we can't expect our partners or our husbands to be there a hundred percent to provide at the level that we truly need to and this is where the postpartum doula comes into account this is where uh hiring uh households support and, and maybe somebody to come help clean maybe somebody to come cook you meals those are the kind of supports that you want to have in place uh somebody who who can come in and take care of your animals even if you have to hire out in order to do this if you're in a position to do that or if you're in a position to have a a family member or a trusting friend come over and do this on the regular for you please make sure that's happened Become a postpartum university professional. Our evidence-based trainings, guides, downloads, tools, and community membership is now open for applications. Join us as we learn, connect, and implement better care practices for ourselves and for our clients we serve. You can learn more at slash membership. Also, make sure you're getting support with breastfeeding. It takes a couple hours before we are even able to hold our baby after a cesarean for many, many people. And so that initial uh, moments of breastfeeding and bonding are not there. That doesn't mean that you are not going to be able to breastfeed well. It doesn't mean that you won't be able to breastfeed at all or bond. Nothing of the sort. It just means that there is an additional disruption. It means that it's a little extra hurdle and sometimes a big extra hurdle. And so, having the right breastfeeding support, if you are planning on breastfeeding and you've got a cesarean or had a cesarean or maybe expecting one, then this is an absolute must. And you might have to do more than just what's available in the hospital setting, especially, and let's be honest here, sometimes. People are amazing. They have really great intentions, but they're not there to support us and our goals. So make sure you find someone who's willing to support you in reaching your breastfeeding goals and help you in every part of that journey. Here's another quick tip for someone who has had a cesarean, another help support person And that is someone who can give you a massage. I don't care if it is a friend or a family member or uh, your partner, or you're able to hire someone to come and give you a massage. Get that blood flowing for one. That's the whole reason why you're needed to get up and walk and move around so that you can have that proper blood flow to prevent clots. So that's one thing that you hear over and over and over again. And one thing that you'll be practicing a lot, but that is so challenging. And although highly recommend, obviously, those still be done. Another thing that can also help increase blood flow and prevent clots would be massage. So having somebody come in and massage your legs, massage your arms, your feet, your hands, um, and and really help with that blood flow and that circulation, not only does it feel good, but it is really important for your health in a cesarean scenario. Here's another support person that you might want to consider. I know I'm listing out so many support. People, but they this is this is one of those foundational pieces, a critical component to making sure that you are healing well so that you can be the mother you want to be in the postpartum period and beyond. Okay. Because again, a cesarean impacts us greatly, not just in the first few weeks after birth, but for many people, years and sometimes a lifetime their entire lifetime. So let's make sure you get the best of everything. And here's your other support person that I highly recommend, a physical therapist, okay? So a lot of people think, well, I don't need to be up and exercising or I'm not ready for that. And I totally agree. Your job is to rest, but because you've had a cesarean, that blood flow is so critical. Moving is so critical. And a PT Someone, a a physical therapist can come in and help you make sure that you're positioning your pillows in a way that's supportive, that you're using them for your legs in a specific way to help with that blood flow, that you're able to engage in some exercises on the bed that maybe you feel a lot more comfortable than getting out of bed. They can help you with breastfeeding positions because we all know even holding your baby after cesarean can be really painful. So how can you hold your baby and bond with your baby and breastfeed your baby without experiencing pain. That is a place a PT excels at, okay? So all the support, all the tools. Here's the second component. Nourish, 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 nourish. Foods are going to be the building block to your health and recovery, especially protein and fats. Protein is literally the building block of your cells, right? And you need a lot of cells uh, recovering. You have a lot going on that needs support within your body. Fats also are very supportive in in health and recovery. Uh, Also, uh, blood flow, oxygenation of your, your cellular structures, all of that is nutrition, Related. And I won't get into that because I will spend hours talking. And I have tons of podcasts related to the power of nutrition and healing our bodies. But make sure that you're getting nutrient dense foods that are very easy to digest. Soups, stews, broths, uh, high fat, high protein, help you with hormone balance, recovering, tissue repair, all of those things. Okay. Make sure you're getting everything, and that you're you're eating well, and that you're eating often. Sometimes uh, you might want a meal at three a.m. in the morning because you're famished. Honor that, give yourself that. Uh, and this is where a lot of prepping in advance happens. No matter if you have had a cesarean or you've had uh, vaginal delivery, hopefully you have prepared yourself for many many meals and i'm i mean preparing yourself beyond just having uh, a meal train uh provide for you because we all know that meal trains aren't always supportive of your needs i can't tell you how many times i've seen meal trains fail because either somebody forgot uh or didn't bring uh an appropriate meal for mom meaning that you know it was full of her allergens, which she had stated before, or maybe it's just not great for recovery. They're greasy foods, they're just, uh you know cause inflammation they are just not very supportive of healing overall and they have a tendency those kinds of foods have a tendency to sit in the gut a little bit more longer they cause gas bloating and then we don't even want to talk about pooping especially after having given birth so make sure you're getting the right foods and that you're eating often okay third component lots of extra rest. And it is not for just six weeks. I am talking to eight to 12 weeks that you need to be making sure that you are resting, resting, resting. And this does often require a lot of support because you do have a baby who's getting up, who needs you, who needs mama and um, the warmth of your skin and your breast milk and to be changed uh, there's a lot of infant development that is happening that we want those those babies waking up often in the middle of the night, but we also need to make sure that we are getting plenty of rest and recovery. It it boggles my mind sometimes that we can tell a person who's just undergone a significant surgery, right? I had uh, a client recently undergo a hysterectomy, and they were told that they need to be out for a minimum of eight weeks. Do not work. You need to rest. You need to recover. Uh, I know somebody recently who had surgery on their leg. Their doctor told them the exact same thing, right? You have to rest. You have to sleep. Uh, You know, anytime somebody goes through a surgery, especially a major abdominal surgery, the way you eat is incredibly important Uh, Again, those, those meals that are easy to digest, but also, also making sure that you're resting enough so that your body can, you know, send out all of those repair cells and make sure that you are uh, indeed recovering. A lot of that recovery happens during sleep. And so you're going to need a lot of it and upwards of 10 to 14 hours of sleep solid sleep in a 24 hour period of time that's what you can expect that is normal and so make sure that you're giving your body that opportunity to do uh, and the best of of your ability hire out if you need to if you have that make sure you you have someone something there to support you and making sure that you're getting that rest again it doesn't have to be in that eight hour stretch of of time at night, right? We might not get eight hours of solid sleep at night. Uh, It might happen two hours here, an hour and a half here, 45 minutes there, but at at minimum, uh, you know, aim to 10 to 14 hours depending on your particular needs. I know it sounds impossible, but I will tell you it is, especially if you make it a priority. Here's number four, give yourself time to process. I don't care if you have planned a cesarean or you didn't plan a cesarean, whatever the case may be, this is a major life change. It is a major trauma to your body. And it requires your time to not only rest and nourish and get all of the support that you need, but also, give yourself time to process. If you have a friend that you can go to that you can be listened to without judgment, if you have a counselor that you are seeing, have a conversation and, and you know, your partner even start talking about what happened, how it transpired, how you felt in those moments, process that, journal it, deep breathing through it. No matter if you loved it, it was a great experience. And I will tell you, there's a lot of people who have really beautiful, inspiring cesareans, right? It's not all gross, dirty, awful, painful, horrible experiences, not all trauma, Right? That can happen, but still, even with that, give yourself time to process. And here's the fifth one. Last but not least, keep it slow, keep it slow, and give yourself lots of grace. It's not just postpartum, right? You're not just postpartum, you're postpartum with a cesarean. That's massive and you require the utmost respect, the utmost care, the utmost grace, okay? And so give yourself all of that and then some. Give your your clients that, please. Goodness, please make sure that you're fully aware of what they've gone through and how much you respect them for, for that and how much care they truly, truly need. Above all, Do everything in your power not to have a cesarean. And if one is needed and necessary, make sure you get set up with a hospital and a provider that can give you a mother-baby friendly experience where you're able to hold your baby or somebody is holding your baby skin to skin, um, that you're able to see your baby through the process and as they're stitching you back up. Um, those options are available. They have the clear veils, um, so that you can see your baby, that you can see what's happening, um, you know, holding your baby breastfeeding with somebody there at your side, supporting you, um, and, and all of the things that is possible. So if that's you, if that's something that you know is a part of your birth experience will be a cesarean plan for that. Uh, because it is possible. It is doable and it will help you significantly in the postpartum period It will help you in the recovery process. Okay. That's all I have for you. I hope that's been radically helpful. Enjoy and love you all. I am so grateful you turned into the postpartum university podcast. We've hoped you enjoyed this episode enough to leave us a quick review. And more importantly, I hope more than ever that you take what you've learned here, applied it to your own life, and consider joining us in the Postpartum University membership. It's a private space where mothers and providers learn the real truth and the real tools needed to heal in the years postpartum. You can learn more at www.postpartumu.com. that's the letter U.com. We'll see you next week.